Uh, well, hey, we're excited to be here, y'all. Uh, I'm actually very privileged uh, to be able to uh, be with you guys this morning and worship and spend some time and see what God's doing. And, and so I'm Pastor Alex, uh, and this is my wife, Lucia. So you can just steal the mic from me anytime. All right. So, uh, and we just wanted to say hello and um, tell you a little bit about ourselves before we jump in to the word. And God's giving us a word for you, or me a word for you. And, um, but hey, we're from Dream Center Church. Uh, Pastor Rodrigo is a uh, pastor, excuse me, Pastor Rodrigo is a good friend too. Pastor Jack is a good friend of mine from Epic. And um, you guys, I don't know if you know, have blessed our church. Uh, Moises has come down. Um, I got some pictures I'm going to share with you of our family and of that, but your church has really been a big blessing to us um, and has helped just lift our arms a little bit as we serve in the inner city. Um, we're from Dream Center uh, Church. I don't know if you've heard of Dream Center, but uh, in L.A., how many of you have heard of Dream Center before? Okay, some of you. So in L.A., the Assemblies of God, uh, Tommy Barnett and his son, bought a hospital in the middle of L.A. and turned it into a church. Amen? And then they started doing all kinds of inner city ministry, find needs and fill it. They house homeless, orphans, uh, save women from sex trafficking, all that stuff, right? Um, that vision of finding needs and fill it in the inner city has taken on over multiple cities in the United States. Um, and we have one here in Sacramento uh, though it's not as big of an infrastructure, we don't got a hospital, amen, but we believe, amen, I see a miracle, that's why I was worshiping over here, I was like, I see a miracle, how many guys believe, can I preach, can I start preaching already, y'all looking for something that, you know, I, my God is bigger than my own dreams, amen, because what I can dream is all right, but I've got to remind myself, I'm at the dream center, I got to really dream, amen, God's dreams are bigger than ours, so anyway, um, God did so much there, we believe he's going to do it here in, in Sacramento, he's done it before, we are new pastors. We took over about two and a half years ago. And um, in doing that, um, you know, the, the church kind of had done great things. And then we've kind of dwindled down a little bit. And God's refining, renewing, pruning, doing all his thing. And then doing a new thing. So we're doing a new thing. Um, yeah. And so the cool thing is Pastor Jack and his family have really been in the process of um, just encouraging us, um, been a really good support and friend of my husband, um, you know, when things have been kind of rocky and tough, he's just been, you guys have an awesome pastor, and we love him. He he really preaches what he taught, I mean, he really walks what he preaches. I mean, he's not just preaching to you guys in here and encouraging his people, but he's out there encouraging other pastors that are doing good works, just pouring into them, and, and so we're happy to be here to bless him um, while he's getting refreshed. Amen. So we got a couple pictures for you guys, just to share a little bit about ourselves and also how much uh, Pastor uh, Jack has been a blessing to us. So uh, there's us, there's our family, our uh, beautiful family there. My uh, son, Azariah, he's 12. He's about to be 12. Gentle, loving, kind, and turning into a teen. Lord, help, have mercy, right? <laughs> but, um, and, and then you can see our oldest, uh, our youngest, uh, Asif, and you can see his personality there. He's just got this strong spirit. His name's Asif. He's just like, ah, he wants to take over the world already. Um, and so that's us. Uh, and then you see uh, Pastor Jack and Brenda and their family there. They came over and encouraged us during COVID. He didn't, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we're worried about what, what's going to happen coming over. No mask. We were just encouraging each other in the Lord. Amen. And he just encouraged, because how many of you guys know COVID was tough for all of us? Amen. Specifically for pastors, too. 
Uh, and then this is Pastor Jack and Moises actually bringing equipment to our church and blessing us. Amen. Oh, thanks. Thank you, sir. Uh, and actually, this is our church in the inner city there, uh, Dream Center. So just a big blessing that you guys have been, and I wanted to show you some pictures of who we are. Amen. Um, and we're excited. Uh, I didn't say this, but I'll, I'll, I'd say it later. I'm really excited. One thing, I brought my wife up with me because when God calls you, he calls you together. Amen. Amen. It's an equally yoke thing. And my wife, she's getting, she just got her master's in social work. We're excited about maybe doing some social work in the inner city. And, uh, man, I, there's things that I could not do without her. And there's things that she can't do without me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's for sure. It goes both ways. No, no. Anyway, teamwork, Ms. Dream. Anything else you want to say, babe? No, I'm happy to be here. I'm going to take a seat, and I'm going to enjoy the word today with y'all. Be blessed. All right. God bless. Thanks, babe. All right, so um, the title of my sermon this morning is Fishers of Men. Fishers of Men. And I prayed, and God, actually, God gave me a word. He dropped this right on my heart. Last Sunday, while I was watching, how many of you guys have been watching that show, Chosen. Chosen? It's good. If you don't know about it, it's good, man. It'll, it'll speak to you. You're watching Jesus walk through and just see all the days. And I was watching, and I was watching I'm going to share a little bit about Peter. Um, but first, I want to give you a disclaimer. Um, I like to challenge you. And then I heard that you guys do a challenge. So, um, so that's good. But if you will permit me this morning, I know I'm not your pastor, but as a pastor, I love to challenge. I'm not going to tell you anything I wouldn't tell my own folks. And in my own folks, I like to have a little bit of opportunity to be real and to challenge you. Amen? Would you permit me that this morning? To challenge you in Christ? Amen? All right? All right. So, so uh, let's pray. Father, that's about us, God. That's us. That's who me and Bethia are, God. We get to be a one piece of who you uniquely are. And everyone else in this room, God, is another beautiful piece. That's what makes the mosaic. Lord, we ask that in this moment and in this time that you would make it holy, that you would challenge each and every one of us, God, concerning your kingdom. Call us to your kingdom right now, God. We ask for your anointing. We ask that you would speak, God. You move Alex out the way, God. That you move us out the way. Remove the enemy out the way in the name of Jesus, God. We take authority in this room, God. We speak to spiritual things, God not to the physical. We ask that you would have your way in our hearts and our minds this morning. Transform us, renew us, Father God. Call us, Father God. Resurrect us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Well, praise God. God gave me this word as I was watching Chosen, and it was as I was watching in a really good episode. I think it was like episode four or five or something like that. And it's the one where he calls Peter. Amen. And you guys probably know that. He was a fisherman, right? And it's just beautiful how he walks into Peter's life and is like they're reenacting it. This shows a great background. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert, but the truth is the spoiler is already in the Word of God, so I'm not really giving you a spoiler alert, so it's okay. Um, but the, what happens is they give you a background to Peter that you may not have considered, right? And Peter's like in debt, and he's like trying, which goes to show why Peter was fishing, which gave even more abundance to how Jesus steps on the scene. He says, cast your net out, and he's like, look, Jesus, I've been fishing all day. How many guys are like that? Come on, look, Lord, I've been doing this for a while now. You know what I mean? 
You're going to come and tell me to do the same thing again, but in your power. Maybe you're watching online. It's like, come on, Lord. I've been doing this for a while now. And so he says, cast out your net. And he says, okay, because at your word, he casts out his net. And, and, and go watch it. It's pretty cool. And then it's like he pulls his back, and he gets all the fish. He fills up two boats, and it's like, boom. That's what he needed right there in the story because they were going to take his boat and his house, and everything was on the line. Amen? And, and then Jesus steps in, and this is my God. I just want to – I don't know if you guys know – you guys know Jesus? I don't know if you know Jesus. I, you guys are new. No, I'm playing. I know you know Jesus. Most of knows Jesus, right? You guys are blessed people. But – like, my God, amen, he steps in the room and changes everything, amen? And so he changes everything, and, the, and for Peter, and Peter's just like, man, he just bows down, and he says, Lord, my God, I'm, I'm a sinner, right? And he just, and so here's, my, here's what I want to get to, and Jesus says this, and it's in Mark chapter 1, verse 16, and we could probably put it up on the screen, and I will find it here in my old school way. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting net in the sea, for the, they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Like the dramatic pause, right? Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. But like seriously, like he, ch he changed this whole scene for them. And then he has the audacity to say, now follow me, Right? And, and, and it changes everything. And, and, and what I want to submit to you today, deliver to you today, if you would allow and if you would open yourself up to the heart, your heart and your mind to God, right? I want to submit to you that God has made you, each and every one of you, fishers of men. And when I say men from now on, it means men and women. Amen? Just so you know. God has made you. And I'm talking to everyone, you online, I'm talking to you behind the camera, I'm talking about you on the soundboards, everyone sitting in here, you in worship, I'm talking to me, I'm talking to my wife, I'm talking to Pastor Justin, Dr. Justin, I'm talking to all of you. Now, he didn't just make Pastor Jack a fisherman, and if you don't even know Jesus, I'm really talking to you. Because Jesus came into Peter's life, and Peter wasn't even serving God. And he was like... I'm not going to call you to Christianity. I'm calling you to ministry. Can I tell you a secret? There is no difference between Christianity and ministry. If you're a Christian, you're a minister. If you're a minister, you're a Christian because Christian just means be like Christ. Guess what? Christ was a servant of God. Right? Is that you are a kingdom daughter, kingdom son, each and every one of you. Fishers of men. And I would just challenge you right now as we think of that and as I just read this one more time, I want you to imagine as if God himself were to enter into your world. Now, see, this is the cool thing about Chosen is it's really cool if you watch it. He goes to Peter and he says, I want you to become a fisher of men, right? Then he goes to Thomas, and he's like, he speaks to his world, right? He's like, well, you know, you know why they use, because Thomas was, I guess, in the movie, he was a wine guy, and he's like, do you know why they use cement for wine? And he's like, speak, he comes into his world, and then there's someone else who was a mason, and he comes into his world and says, I want you to help me build. See, no matter what your world is, God's like, will you do that for me? Amen? Like, will you take your world and serve God? God with it. That is the challenge of Christianity. 
That is the call of God. And I want to remind you, forget anything I said. I want to remind you, Mosaic. I want to remind you, Christian son or daughter of God, of the calling on your life. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. The calling of God is irrevocable. You cannot return it. You don't get your check back. Your money, that thing will bounce. The Lord will be like, nope, cashed it. He has cashed the calling of God on your life. It is for you, old, young, dream dreams, have visions, whatever it is with the calling of God is for you. It's for you. And, and it's not just for pastors. And the calling of God is both, both in, uh, singular to you and it's corporate. Amen? I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll get in there. I'll, get, uh, I'll share with you as we're going. So by continuing in this story of Jesus this morning, uh, who spoke to Peter and uncovering a truth in the church in Acts chapter 6, I also want to share, I wish to remind you of that calling, that great commission of Jesus. Amen? For in the same way he called us. I have a saying in our teams at our church in the Dream Center, and I tell my teams is that, that you are fishing. Like, I might preach the word, but you're the net. Like, think about that. Like, I could preach the word, but the word of God that I have can only go as far as Moises or Jose or these guys will take it. They're helping cast the net. And when they cast with me, I cast farther. And I'm, on, I'm not casting my net. I'm casting the king's net anyway. This isn't Pastor Jack's net. This is Jesus' net right here in, the, in this, this geographic area to overcome the principalities in this place or in this, this, this part of town. So the Lord has reserved for himself places, amen, where he would have men be able to come and worship. You see, in this great, in this great nation, but also in everywhere in the world, you can go in the middle of the jungle and worship. Did you know that when I went on missions? I remember being just baffled by a four in the morning in the dark in the middle of the jungle worship god has reserved for himself places and you are one of them amen and i would tell my teams like like whether you're creating whether you're making it doesn't matter if you're making the coffee it doesn't matter if you are you know main vacuuming the floor it doesn't matter if you're cleaning the outside or the inside or if you're coming and you're putting on music or you turn on these lights let me tell you that little green light right there that matters like, it sounds weird, but all of that contributes to what? You're setting the table for man to meet God. It's not just the preacher. We're all cast in the net. Amen? And all of those things matter. They create the atmosphere, and when they're missing, they can potentially remove the ability for someone to meet God undistracted. When we don't serve in the kingdom. Amen? guys feeling me is this working today is god god speaking amen so i want to give you just a few suggestions number one i want to ask you what is your net what is your net ask your neighbor say what's your net what's your net what's your net you don't have to answer him but you can tell him i'm not telling you that it's all right see peter uh this this story of jesus uh as a fisherman is in peter is in mark matthew and luke now if you didn't know this mark is peter's account of the gospel okay and in Peter's account, he keeps it really short. Well, Mark is kind of short uh, in general. But in Peter's account, 
He keeps it short. Why? Because it was very simple. He understood everything about fishing. And so when Jesus said, I'll make you a fisher of men, he got it. It was simple to him. Luke explains it. Math explains it more. But Mark keeps it simple. He knew that Jesus was telling him, take everything you do now and apply it toward the kingdom of God and service to me. Take everything you do now and apply it to the kingdom of God and service to me. That's what Jesus was saying to Peter. What do you do now? What is your net? Bring that. And he knew. He knew what that meant for him. He once organized fish for sale, but now he organized men. Amen? He once led men to capture fish. Now he led men to capture the souls of men. Amen? He once oversaw the resources of his own business, but now he oversees the resources of God. He once declared unclean nets clean because he had to clean them in order to catch well. All right? Now he declared that which was unclean in the kingdom clean for the kingdom of God. Amen? He knew what it meant. He sat in the council of sinners, and then he became one who sat in Acts 15 on the council of the church. You see, God wants to take whatever you have, like loaves and fishes, but more than that, what is your unique gift? You see, uh, uh, Peter was a businessman. This was servant. He knew what it meant, and he knew that what God was saying, will you do this for me? And God is asking you, just like he asked Peter, just like he's asked me and many of us, and even if you've answered the call, sometimes we need a reminder of the call, amen? And he's asking you, will you take what you have? And I ask you, what do you have? And will you give it to God? Will you, I'm not telling you to give all your money. I'm not telling you to, to give every time. But I'm telling you, do you give the best? And what you're gifting, is it going to the kingdom? He says, will you give it to me? Will you give it for men? Amen. Secondly, what is the quality of your net? What is the quality of your net? You see, if you want to catch some fish, you have to have a good net. Amen? It's just like, I think we bought a pressure washer. It was the, it was the coolest way to encourage one of my men of God, one of my facilities guys. I bought a pressure washer in the inner city. All right, we need it. Uh, and we cleaned our church. And it was like, okay, I could buy a decent one for, you know, 150 Or I could spend a little bit more money and buy me a good one. Amen? How many guys, you know, you make that decision, Right? When you're purchasing. And so it's like you want to have the better quality, right? And, and, and I ask you, what is the quality of your net? And what I mean at first, let me just go back. What is your net? Like I want you to answer that question to yourself before God. What is your unique gifting? What is your unique calling? What is your unique way that you serve God? I have already observed in this place like some unique giftings and callings. I see some anointing on leadership and, and anointing of leadership on, you know, on some folks. I see it, and it's like, what, do you, what is your gifting? Because you got one, and if you don't know what it is, you'll find it as you serve others. You see, as you serve other people, see, if, if this is someone that I want to serve, now me, I'm a, I might help them with their resume. I come from leadership development and organizational. I might help you with your resume. I might give you some interview tips. I might help you in ministry or whatever, right? That's how I'm going to approach you. But maybe you, maybe you would help them with their house, or maybe you would help cook some food, or maybe whatever. See, here, when you serve someone, when you orient yourself around others and serve, you find out more about you. Amen? You guys hearing me? 
And, and it's like you, when you decide, well, I don't know, what could I do for them? You see, the Lord is asking you, there are men and women who are dying, not just physically, but spiritually in the world. And he's saying, will you help me? I can't do it on my own. Well, I mean, he could, but he didn't choose to for whatever reason. And he's, he's asking you to help him reap, man. The Bible says the harvest is ripe. Can I tell you, after COVID, the harvest is ripe, church. The laborers are few. The harvest is ripe for the picking. How would you orient? What is your net? What is that unique? So I answer that question. What is your net? And then I say, what is the quality of your net? And what I mean by that is, what is the quality of your kingdom net versus your personal net? All right? We have this thing where we kind of do the separation of one from the other all the time. I got my car used for work. I got my car used for home. I got my phone used for work. My phone used for home. I got my giving and my finances. Pastors know this well because I take care of the finances at the church and then I go home and take care of my finances. One thing I've learned is I need to make sure I'm doing right in my finances at home and giving and then my church will be blessed. Amen? But what is the quality of your service at home versus your service in the kingdom? What is the quality of your giving at work in comparison to your giving? And I'm just challenging us. Amen? Can I challenge us? Can I challenge us? Like, challenge us like, are you using what God has given you for his kingdom, for his work, for his people he wants to call? Amen? And you may be doing that now, and I just want to encourage you all in something as you do it, and I want to remind you that you are a part of uh, uh, something greater, that no matter what it is, amen, you're serving. But I want to ask you, and this is was kind of funny, and I said, well, what is your moneymaker? This is the same idea. What's your moneymaker, amen? Don't think like that, amen. We guys are saved, we saved. What's your moneymaker, if you know what I'm talking about? Whatever. What is your moneymaker? Like for, for, Paul, for Peter, this was his moneymaker. Jesus asked him to leave a lucrative business. Like a Galilee? Galilee was a, 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 what is it? a thriving uh, uh, economy. Amen? It was thriving. Fishing was the main industry. And, and, and Peter had a boat. Y'all can think about this. Peter had a boat. Y'all got a boat? I don't got a boat. Boats are expensive. Right? He had to keep that boat. Bless you. He had a mother-in-law. Mother-in-laws are expensive. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, well, that, you know what that means is that he had the mother-in-law house. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, we're looking for a house right now. Lord, have mercy in this market. Hallelujah, if you're in the same boat. Right? Lord, bless us. But, and as we're looking, it's like, you know, there's that, always that extra. And one of them is the mother-in-law house. Peter had the mother-in-law house. He had a big mortgage. Everything was riding on it. And he said, Lord, I'll, I'll take it. I'll give it to you. I'll follow you. I'll give it to you. I'll serve you. Are you serving? What is your moneymaker? What is the condition of your moneymaker for the kingdom versus your household? Amen. I'm not talking about money today, y'all. I'm talking about our unique gifting. Amen. To serve and orient ourselves to the kingdom and kingdom service. And the kingdom is all about souls. Amen. God is all about reaping the harvest. He's all about souls. He's all about drawing. I'll bring it to my last point. See, they forsook it all. Luke 5, 11. They forsook it all and followed him. Following Jesus sometimes means leaving something else. I'm going to say it again. Following Jesus sometimes means leaving something else. 
There are some seats that will not be occupied because I'm following the king. There are some places I cannot go because I'm following the king. I'm learning this more and more and more. There are some money that I miss. Can I tell you how many jobs I've passed up? How many jobs, how many people I have trained? I literally, probably should say this, I'm literally going to be training my own manager. Like how many people I have trained that started after me, that passed out me in the world or in my, my, my tent-making ministry, not because I couldn't, but because I'm called. And that's not just for pastors. And I'm not saying you need to go quit your job. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. Don't leave here, go quit your job and come back to me. Hey, you shouldn't do that. I'm saying, what is the quality of your net, amen, versus your, your, your kingdom net versus your home net? Because and you have a great place, and, and, and this is what I want to say. Uh, I, I'm just challenging you a little bit, and I'll move now into the, uh, the encouraging part as well. Amen? Not just a challenge, but. So I said, yeah, you're going to have to leave something. Amen? Uh, I already talked about that. Preaching is fun, guys. You get lost in your notes all the time. If you're preaching, the less is better. Right? Fishing is a team sport. That's my last point. Fishing is a team sport. And to demonstrate this, I want to go to Acts chapter 6. And I really want here to help you understand how your calling fits into the calling of this church. And you have a beautiful church. And I know as I speak this and as I'm challenging you, many of you are already plugged in and given. And hallelujah, amen. And I'm talking to you as well as everybody else. And, and I just want to encourage you in where you are giving and help you see how your orientation serves the, the, the kingdom of God. Amen. And, um, and so I want to challenge you. I want to go to chapter 6. Because on a team, there is never too small an act. Amen? And everything that everyone does that contributes is to the purpose of the whole. You got me? Everything that you do on a team matters. Because if it doesn't happen, it's missing. And the team fills it. Right? And so we'll go to Acts, uh, Acts chapter 6. Therefore, brethren, seek out among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who may appoint over you this business. But we will give ourselves continuing to prayer and to the ministry of the word. You can leave that up there. I think I uh, missed uh, a part of the context here. I'll just kind of tell it to you for the sake of time, if that's okay. Um, well, I'll read it. It says, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying. Keyword, when the number of the disciples was multiplying. This is in growth of the church. This is in Acts. This is after Jesus came. He resurrected the Peter. The church in Jerusalem is growing. It's multiplying. And there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists. Just some, some stuff going on about one group of people versus the other because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve, that's the apostles, uh, and the multitude of disciples said, and the disciples were at least 70, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Now, sometimes this could be looked at wrong, but I don't want you to hear it wrong. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who may appoint over this business. Everyone say business. Business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer. Everyone say prayer. And the ministry. Everyone say ministry. And so what happens is they appoint Stephen and Philip and all these other guys. Now, how many of you guys know what happened to Stephen? 
Stephen got martyred right after this. And it's funny because Stephen was actually anointed or appointed and anointed to serve tables. Next thing you know, he's preaching sermons. Next thing you know, he's the first martyr in the church. And so I want to tell you two biblical truths that I believe come from this scripture. And I probably could have preached on this alone, but that's all right. God wants to do what he wants to do. The business of the church will always encroach upon the prayer and ministry of the church. The business of the church will always encroach upon the prayer and ministry of the church. There's two things that God and, and this council had decided were for the apostles and the ministers, right? And that's for prayer and ministry, but there was the business as well. And this is where we see the first appointing of what's really called deacons. And we see more or less deacons in the Baptist church, but deacons are really great because they serve in the business of the church. But here's my point, is that when you serve in the business of the church... You empower, uplift, uphold like this, upholds the Bible, the word of God, and prayer. Amen? Now, you guys didn't hear me. When you support the business of the church, you are reaching the souls of man. Why? Because you are helping and upholding the ministers of the church. And here's my second point. This is my second truth for you. Those who serve God in the business of the church become those who serve God in spiritual leadership. Those who serve God in the business of the church become the spiritual leaders anyway. Because God demonstrated this truth of the importance of serving in both business and in spiritual prayer when he washed the disciples' feet. He said, we do all these things. And so what, as opposed to, to descending from ministry by talking to the business of the church. I want to ascend the business of the church in the area because it supports ministry. Amen? Does that make sense? And, and, and Jesus is, and this, this is evident here. And so this is what the first I would call indirect ministry is the business of the church. Even though direct ministry is the ministering of the church. And the purpose of Acts 6 was to ensure the apostles or modern day pastors operated in direct ministry while at the same time lifting up the importance of the indirect. Amen? You guys hearing me? A little bit of teaching? What I'm saying is when you serve God, no matter how you serve, it could be prayer, it could be vacuuming the floor so when someone hits their face in prayer, they ain't eating donuts from last week. <laughs> Amen? It matters. It matters. It's making the table my table looks a little messed up. I can clean it up here and, you know what I mean, and pull this off. Now it looks a little bit better. Now it's focused for the ministry. Now it's set. How are you setting the tables? How are you waiting tables for the kingdom? Not for the apostles. This ain't for Pastor Jack. And don't get me wrong, he's cool. Actually, you guys have one of the coolest pastors and most humble. He's cool and humble. Those are a hard combination to get. But it's not for him. It's for the kingdom, man. And long after Pastor Jack is gone, long after we're gone, God's going to call out 5,000 others to serve the kingdom purpose. There are men and women whose legacy we walk in because they serve. You are one of them, whether you're vacuuming or whether you're praying or anointing or serving on a camera. Amen. That is kingdom business. It matters. You are a net or you are fishermen. 
You are fishers of men. You are on a team. It's a team sport. And your pastor is not the captain. King Jesus is. King Jesus says, you know, when you, when you operate in a fishing boat, when you're on a fishing boat, uh, there's, it takes four to row, one to supervise and steer. You need all of that. There's no, there's no getting far alone. There's an old proverb, right? You want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. The kingdom business is reaching far into our heart, far into the dark, far into those who are far from God. You need a team. You're on a team. And this is what I tell my team, y'all, lift together. When you lift together, when, when I preach and you serve and you do this and you operate the front and you got security so we don't have distractions and someone's hooked it up so this is nice green. Which you guys got nice green carpet, by the way. Right? But, like, I like your carpet. But you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind of having fun with you. But I'm like, we're like we all serve, when we all lift together, we win souls together. And Pastor Jack goes home and was like, thank you, Jesus, like we, let, we did it together. It ain't him. He's like, it's the king, Jesus. Amen? Amen. We're all on the team. What is your net? What is your net's quality? Kingdom business is a team business. Amen? You guys receive that? I think I had one other thing for you, and I just... I lost it. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Uh, one second. Hmm. Let's pray. Will you stand with me? Father, we, uh, we recognize, and if we have the worship team coming, thank you. We recognize this moment, God. It's holy. God, you're calling people right now. You're calling us. You're reminding us, Father God, that we live together. You're reminding us, Father, that we're a part of your team. Lord, this church is anointed, God. It's blessed. It's reaching, Father God. You are abundantly doing above all we can ask or think, God. And I ask, Father God, that as right now, as I'm praying, God, that you would just speak. What is your net? What is your net? What do you have? What is your loaves and fishes? What is your 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 Cain, Moses, what are you got in your hand? The Lord calls those and he equips them, but he also draws out what he's already put there because he knows. He knows what he's put there for you. The calling of God is irrevocable. You cannot give it back. It doesn't matter where you go, where you're at. Are you in the kingdom? Are you his? Because I'll tell you what, he'll pull that anchor of your soul at any moment, at any time. He'll pull it and he'll test the rain. The Bible says that, Lord, test the reins. Is he the one reigning in your life? Is he the one that's operating you as the horse and he's the rider? Are you like, like Ruth where you say, where you go, God, I'll go. What you care about, Lord, I care about. Lord, what matters to you was kingdom business is my business, God. Lord, and I just ask that today you would call out, that you would make beautiful what's in our hands. 
Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. If this word's for you, if you just, you with your eyes closed and heads bowed, if you just raise your hands for me, this is for me, that's for me. Not, not that you, I don't want you to think that you're not serving. I don't want you to get that. That's not what God sent me to here today. My, my God sent me here today because you are a servant church, and, and God wants to do more. He wants to bless. He want, the, the harvest is coming, Mosaic. Are you ready? The harvest is coming. He wants to reach more, and the Lord wants to see if you're all in. He wants to know if you're ready to put your cards down. Amen. He wants to know if you're ready to really get in and, and pull and lift. When they lift a net into the boat, it don't take one, man. It takes them all. And can I just tell you, I just I just want to speak freely as a friend, as a pastor, and, and uh, to tell you things. This is where I don't necessarily tell my church, but I can tell you, we are so weighed down with the busyness, with the distraction. You know, the enemy can't slow you down. He'll speed you up with the wrong thing. And he wants to distract, but he wants you to be focused. He wants you to be on the team. He wants you to serve kingdom business, amen? Will you help your pastors? Pastor, when you go next week or August 6th in those 300 backpacks, Pastor Rodrigo and, 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 and your other pastors and leaders can only reach so many. They can't reach 300. They'll be making some lanes. They'll be talking to principals. They might reach. But you are the, you are the ministers. You are the laborers. And I just want to encourage you. You are a minister, a minister of the gospel. You have the same spirit in you that rose Jesus from the dead. Amen? The same power in you to cast out demons. You know, when I was 17 years old, I was cleaning the facilities. And there's that, that saying, toilets before pulpits. That's real. <laughs> I was cleaning toilets, y'all. I was vacuuming. I was in the church in the middle of the night on a Saturday night preparing it for Sunday. Someone walked in the church, some dude i was like 17 grown man and his was demonic was all on him i was so afraid my knees they said knees buckled that's a real thing it was happening i dropped i couldn't talk i start saying the name of jesus i never prayed out a demon before i never so much laid hands on anybody before and i said the lord i said jesus the power you might be watching online today you might be in a place today let me tell you the power of jesus can loose any chain it can break any type of bondage. And as a 17-year-old facility, or whatever you call it, a janitor, I cast the demon out of that dude. And I don't say that for my own glory, but for God's. And I'm just saying that you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't nobody. I was a kid. And I backslid after that. I was a sinner. But let me tell you what, the Holy Spirit power is in each and every one of you. God wants to do a great thing, amen. He wants to call, he wants to bring, he wants to use what you have, amen. You guys receive that? Amen, Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise, God. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name.